Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of Blah Blah Podcast. This is our Oscars preview show slash prediction show. I sound like I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) This is, uh, we did this last year, too. Um, Me and Dan, who is back again, uh, I whooped your ass last year. Um, Yeah. Because Mad Max should have won everything. That's the problem. Well, you see, if you would have picked that for did win, then you would have won. How interesting is that? Um, <laughs> and we are joined by Eric, um, who has vowed he's going to beat both of us. I don't know how, uh, how well he will do in that, but he's going to give it a shot. I'm, I'm going to not do well at all. I can, uh, promise that, but I'm going to try. I'm he, gonna try he's my going to try He's going for the rope-a-dope approach. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to lull you guys to, you know, he's going to be 20, he's going to be 20 behind and somehow win in the last four. That's what's going to happen. Oh man. Well, that's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> anyway, so basically what this is, what we're going to do is we're going to go through, uh, most of the Oscar, um, categories not uh, not all of them obviously we don't really care about documentary short or best short film all that stuff nothing against them but i, I have picks for those I mean. I mean you can give your picks they just won't count <laughs> but go right ahead <laughs> all right well you probably should continue talking now right i thought you were gonna give your picks <laughs> oh you want me to give them right now yeah let's get okay. them out of the way what which category are you going all with of first? them? Just let's go. Uh, right. Best short. So film. live action short. I'm going with uh, Enemy Interiors or whatever. How it's pronounced? It's French, but it, it's basically it's a movie about terrorism in France, and I feel like that's pretty topical. So, so have you seen these live action shorts? No, I have not. Okay, great. Well, but, uh, I mean, I going feel... off of Buzz and what I think. <laughs> They have <laughs> what the hell? Which of, is what kind of buzz uh, have you seen for it. any of this? Uh, the only other one that's really getting any talk about at all is called Time Code, or the live action short part. Uh, animated short. This one's like a lock this year. It's actually Piper from Pixar is like. But Pixar, not really, Pixar never they, wins. They never so. win the short yeah. exactly. But if you watch this one, this one is like one of the most beautiful things they've ever put together. Like the animation, and everything. It's the one with that little bird. I don't know if you've seen it. I, I didn't see the the um the movie, obviously that it was attached to. And what was it? Pretty sure it was Finding Dory. Oh, but, okay. But uh, it it's it's beautiful. That's this one I have watched, and I'm like, okay, they haven't won this short like ever, or at least not in a long time. So I think this is their year to win that one again. And then for documentary short, uh, Joe's violin. Is do you know I'm him personally? Uh, no, I don't. Um, the only one I'd say to watch out for is there's one that's titled Watani, and it's actually a very topical documentary because it's about what's happening in Syria right now. So, so that will probably win, is what you're saying? Uh, it could, but apparently Joe's violin has a lot of lead right now. So, what's it about? Joe's violin. <laughs> Is it about his violin? <laughs> of course. The place violin, yeah. Oh, okay. His I don't name's know. Joe. <laughs> He's got a violin. I what guess. else do you need to know? 
uh, with, 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 what else is going on in his life other than his violin? Well, that's why you got to watch the short. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I told you I didn't have this list last night, so I just made it between them when you texted me and now. So, you know, I did my research, but. All right. All right. Well, uh, we didn't pick these categories, so we'll have to see uh, if, if you're correct in these. I still disagree with you on the, the Pixar front. Um, well, the only other one that could possibly win right now is one that's called Pearl, and it's not getting anywhere near as much talk as Piper. So it's because probably no one's seen it. <laughs> well, that's a of, usually a lot of people case. saw Piper if uh, if it was on Finding Dory because it made a billion dollars. So <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people saw that. Um, all right. Well, why don't we start? Uh, we'll we'll go slightly out of order here, um, just to keep things interesting. Kind of like how the Academy does. Um, let's start with the screenplay. Uh, Can we do a preview for the the best picture movies every couple? No, category? no, God no. We don't want this show to be four hours long. Um, let's start. Well, there's only nine, right? There's nine. There's yeah. No, they can't pick ten, can they? I hate that right? they leave that slot open. It, I think Deadpool they do it slot. just to piss us off. Like I literally yeah. think that that's what they do at this point. Like I almost <laughs> feel like it's like the tenth one is always like something they don't want nominated, so they yeah. just leave it. like Skyfall. Yeah. yeah, I'm still bitter about that. Um, okay, so let's start with uh, so the, both screenplay uh, categories. Uh, let's start with best original screenplay. I'll give you the the nominees. We have uh, Hell or High Water, La La Land, The Lobster. Uh, Manchester by the Sea and 20th Century Women. Uh, Eric, why don't we start with you? Who, who do you think is going to win, and who should win? Who, uh, I think uh, this this is going to start the La La Land sweep. I think La La Land is going to win this pretty handedly. Um, well, I don't know. It's tough. It could be Manchester by the Sea, but I'm going to go with La La Land uh, for the win. But who I would give it to myself maybe the lobster i think that's uh the most interesting movie on there um to be honest they're all really good screenplays uh so you know i wouldn't be upset by any of them winning but um i think the lobster is the best one on there all right dan what do you got uh i am going basically the opposite of eric whereas i do think that la la land is going to clean up quite a few of these awards but i feel like this one is one where they're gonna at least be able to spotlight one of the other movies no spotlight was there, last so. year dan yeah no, <laughs> uh, manchester i'm going manchester by the sea uh and i also do feel that the lobster is the most original and interesting of the screenplays that are nominated this year so that would be one that i wish could win but well shit because uh i went uh for who my prediction is uh, Manchester by the Sea um, as well. My idea here is, and we'll get to this with Adapted as well, um, it's, I mean, we all know Damien Chazelle is going to win for a director. That's a given. Um, and uh, I feel they, they want to give some love to the other nominees for Best Director. And we just That's so have... That's pretty much exactly what my reasoning for it this pick too okay and you know i feel like you know they want to give kenneth Lonergan some uh some praise for manchester by the sea regardless of what you think of the movie i could see why some people would think it was a good screenplay uh i think it was okay screenplay but um 
you know, they'll, they'll give him something because this is one of those awards that they don't have to give La La Land, even though they, they might want to. Um, so but my, they want to so bad. I know, but but they're going to get a lot of awards. So this is one that they can they can spare. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to pick Manchester by the Sea. But my selection for who should win is Hell or High Water. Um, I feel I like I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. It, it, if you're going by all, and I, I haven't seen all these movies, I didn't see 20th Century Women, but uh, if if you're going by just off of straight dialogue, I feel like the dialogue was the strongest in Hell or High Water. Um, if you're going for originality, yeah, probably The Lobster, but um, you know, good dialogue, a, a a good steady pace to the screenplay, and really a a, a well, very well done third act to the movie. Um, so that's that's I'm gonna if it was me personally, I'd give it to Hell or High Water. Just the writing in that last scene alone yeah. is uh, like is enough to clinch it. I can say I almost watched Hell or High Water, but then I fell asleep before I could put it on. So. Oh man! Oh, wow. <laughs> I finally I finally saw the invitation and got that off my list. But how'd you that, like that? Not that that's applying to the Oscars, <laughs> but I liked it a lot. I definitely don't think it was my favorite movie of the year or yours, but I definitely was like, all right. Like I lo- I like slow burn stuff a lot. Like one of my favorite movies to this day is still uh, House of the Devil, and some people can't sit through that movie because it takes so long to get to where it's going. And Invitation, like I loved how the music was building the tension most of the movie, and like the weird sounds and everything. Yeah, that movie's a great off. case where it all yeah. just comes together to but really rush. Unfortunately, it's not nominated for anything. Nope. Just, just like most of the picks <laughs> on our on our list from the last podcast we did, so. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, move on to best adapted screenplay. Uh, we have Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, Lion, and Moonlight. Uh, let's start with Dan this time. Uh, wh- who do you think is going to win, and who should win? Uh, I believe Moonlight is going to win, and it also should win. Oh, okay. Any particular reason? From everything that I, because like I said, I haven't gotten to friggin' watch it yet. But everything that I have looked up into this movie and what it's about and the content that it contains and how it goes about doing it along with the, the story that it started from, it just seems like it's it's one that the Academy would want to pick anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to diversify the field. So... Okay, um, I'm in slight agreement with you. Uh, my official pick is going to be Moonlight. Uh, again, just like with Kenneth Lonergan, I feel like they want to give Barry Jenkins some love because uh, he's clearly not going to win Best Director. So uh, giving him a screenplay uh, is a little bit of a makeup. Plus, I feel like it, it is deserving. Um, if it was up to me, I would go with Arrival for the uh, screenplay uh, award. Um, to me, it's just like, out of all these movies on here, and I, I've seen all these, uh, to me, Arrival was the most ambitious of all five, even including Moonlight, which, I mean, it is... Uh, you could make an argument for it being very ambitious as well. But to me, like... you, it, And it's hard to talk about Arrival, because obviously I don't want to spoil things in the movie uh, for people who haven't seen it. But to me, it's... Um, the premise of Arrival is so... It's such a hard premise to get into a screenplay and make it work with the rest of the movie. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, 
interesting subject, and it's it's kind of told in a very um, almost uh, weird way that they, they that they go about uh, you know uh, going through the premise of the movie. So. To me, if, if 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 I was giving it to any of these, uh, fuck fences. Uh, that's literally a copy and paste job. Um, Hidden figures is basically just, and we'll get to this later. I I'm assuming, but it's uh, you know lifetime movie of the week. Um, Lions okay, uh, but the only one that has any real substance to it to to me is Moonlight compared to all the other ones. But if 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 it was up to me, I would go Arrival for this one. Um, Eric, what do you have for this one? Uh, so this category is tough. Um, I would... I, I don't know who's going to win, and I don't... Uh, like, I don't... It's between Arrival and Moonlight for me. I would normally go with whoever wins the WGA award, but for the WGAs, Arrival and Moonlight were in separate categories. Or no, they were in... Yeah, they're in separate categories, what? so they both won. How's that possible? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, so I think, um, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Moonlight. I think Moonlight, Barry Jenkins, um, it's a really amazing screenplay. It's an amazing movie. I would love if Arrival won, I think, Eric Heiser's. Uh, screenplay is really incredible too um and uh but you know it that's like a real toss-up because i think um there's just two really strong front runners and then the other three are just not not as strong no, no i mean no. fences is a, fences is a, is a great screenplay it's, but no, it was it's, a it's great a, play it's a great play but it's yeah. like i said it, there's no originality i mean not that it's up for original screenplay anyway but they literally did nothing it's the same exact words dialogue everything's the same so yeah i guess yeah, well, it kind of no, goes against the the way of like what you're supposed to di- differentiate between a film and a play like you're supposed to use the advantages of one versus the other and i guess it could be argued that they didn't really do that but they purposely didn't do that so i'm sure they purposely didn't do it but to me i don't even think it should be nominated i think it should be disqualified because they, it's literally a copy and paste job Mm. that's just me (laughs) um so anyway uh let's go to actually let's go to visual effects because i think we can uh talk about this one for a little bit um we have uh nominated for best visual effects uh deep water horizon dr strange the jungle book kubo and the two strings interesting an animated movie in there and rogue one a star wars story um why don't uh, Eric? Why don't you start us off on this one? Well, you know, you mentioned Kubo and the Two Strings as an animated movie. I think you could make the case that the Jungle Book is an animated movie as well, considering there's only one live element in the whole movie, and the rest is animated. Mm. Um, but Jungle Book would be my pick because it it's just incredible, and it you stack it up against any of those, and it kind of blows them all out of the water. Um, Jungle Book as a movie, it's okay. I mean, if you've seen the animated movie, you're fine. You don't need to see the new one. But visually, it's just really incredible. It's quite an achievement. Uh, and Dan, what do you? Oh wait, who do you? Who do you think? Is, are you giving it to Jungle Book as well? Yeah, I think Jungle Book will win, and I would uh, 
be happy with that. Okay. All right. Uh, Dan, what do you have for this one? Uh, I also have the Jungle Book. I finally got around to watching it um, just because I wanted to see Christopher Walken as King Louis. Of mainly. course. But, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, the fact that now Favreau is doing a Lion King movie. Mm-hmm. With Donald Glover. Yeah, with Donald Glover as Simba. <laughs> like, I'm like, if it's the same thing as the Jungle Book, I'm sold already. But there's no but, humans. Uh, there's no humans in The Lion King. Exactly. So, so what? <laughs> so it's basically an animated movie. We have that. We have one of those already. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll look yeah. fancier and more yeah. expensive. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm pumped for Beauty and the Beast because of Dan Stevens. I mean, and yeah. uh, and uh, what's his name playing Gaston? Uh, Owen, oh, text the guy. The guy that plays one of the Shaw bros. Owen that's, Shaw. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. <laughs> Luke Luke Evans. Luke Evans, that guy. But uh, now, uh, as far as who I would like to give it to, I mean, I think Doctor Strange has some of the, not the friggin' Inception stuff that looks exactly like Inception, but the Dark Dimension stuff is some of the coolest like visual stuff I've seen in a movie in a long time. But I definitely. Feel like Jungle Book probably deserves it overall because the entire movie is that and it looks amazing. So, well, unfortunately, I'd like to uh, to go differently, but I can't. Uh, I, I think the Jungle Book will win this one um, for the same reasons that you guys mentioned. However, uh, if it was me personally, I would give it to Rogue One, even though I know I was very outspoken in regards to the. Graham off Tarkin CGI and he, well, not so much the Carrie Fisher CGI, but, um, but just looking at the process and just how painstakingly the whole ordeal was, um, I feel like in considering they had to like revamp the technology and go through all, yeah, I mean, all these they spent things. like longer than the movie oh, was yeah. in production. They've been working on, on yeah, they've been working on this one effect for years. Um, and regardless of what you think, if it looks real or not, or, uh, you know, however you want to spin the whole, you know, we shouldn't be bringing back people from the dead thing. Um, I feel like for their efforts, I would give them the award, but it's a shame they're not going to get it because it's going to be Jungle Book. So um, let's go to uh, the sound categories, both sound editing and sound mixing. Uh, can either one of you tell me the difference between the two? Uh, I think I can. Okay, go ahead and try. I'll try. So sound editing is the placement of sound and mixing is mixing the levels, basically, at, at its barest explanation. Okay. Um, I feel like the the one thing in there is that a lot of people are confused is, is which one's the one of them actually making the sounds for the Foley type stuff versus which one... Well, it's just them putting it into the movie. Correct me if I'm wrong, but neither one of them are in regards to Foley. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm saying that's people think that it has something to do with how they create the sounds yeah. or anything like that, and that's not one of the actual things that they even care about, which is mm-hmm. kind of crazy considering if you've ever seen videos of how some Foley sounds is made, it's yeah. crazy. Like. Um, so, uh, let's just condense this. Uh, I'll just really quickly go through the nominees for sound editing. We have Arrival, Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, and Sully. Um, great editing in that Sully movie. Uh, <laughs> for sound mixing, we have, uh, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Rogue One, and 13 Hours. Uh, 
Um, I'm just going to give both at the same time because they're both the same for both editing and mixing. I think La La Land's going to win both. Um, and if I was given the choice, uh, I would actually go for Arrival for both um, categories. Uh, Dan, what would you go with for here? All right. Well, for sound editing, I'm actually going shockingly with Hacksaw Ridge. What? Yes. No, I can, I can see um, that. <laughs> that category a lot of times seems to go to the loudest movie, if you really think about it. And the only other movie I could think that could compete with it on the level is Arrival. Uh, but for sound mixing, I am going with La La Land. So. Okay, so you're doing a split here. Yes. All right. I, uh, I think that's a smart move because I feel like these categories do split pretty often. Do they, though? I, I mean, I don't have any empirical evidence to back this up, but my memories say they split, like, all the time. Uh, I uh, last, last year was just an anomaly where... Fury Road won both. I don't know. I remember a couple years ago, back when uh, the Bourne Ultimatum came out. It had three Oscar nominees uh, nom- nominations, and two of them were for sound uh, categories, and they and they won both of them, and then they won one other one for I don't remember what. And so basically, they were three for three. And I'm like, where the fuck did they come from? <laughs> there was no no reason for them to to win all those uh, Oscars, but. Um, I don't know. It's it depends. Sometimes it's split, but uh, I feel like the people who are voting, uh, they 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 don't even know what they're voting on. They just pick the same movie for both, which is kind of why I feel like this is one of those. But aren't ones that, aren't these cat aren't these categories only being voted on by sound people? I don't know. I believe that's, I believe that's, that's how the Oscars work. Yeah, you only well, vote certain for categories, the not all. Because I believe uh, all the acting categories and the best picture categories are definitely open to everyone. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. Are you sure? I think I'm pretty sure you can only vote on actors if you're an actor. Everyone can vote on Best Picture. Well, I guess I'll have Um, to wait till the end of the show and read the credits and find out. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Whatever that holding house to hold the results in. (laughs) Um, Eric, you haven't gone for this one, right? No, I haven't picked. Um, I'm going to go with you, Sean, and just say La La Land for both because... I don't know. I don't know what's going to win. I can never predict these. It usually is the loudest. So I think Hacksaw Ridge is a great pick. I think even Rogue One could be a decent pick or 13 Hours or Deepwater Horizon. They're all loud. They're all bad movies. <laughs> uh, so let's, let's go with La La Land for both. Okay. Wait, did you say Hacksaw Ridge was a bad movie? I wouldn't call it a good movie. <laughs> okay. Just checking there. Just checking. I, I think I think the um, the wrong Andrew Garfield movie got too much attention. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, you know, Hacksaw Ridge is very well put together, and like it's it's well directed and it's well made. The war scenes are really crazy, but uh, I think it's intentionally like too cheesy and weird, and it's just too Christiany for me. I can't can't deal with it. It's too Mel Gibsony too- for you. It's way too Mel Gibson-y, and not the Mel Gibson that I like, where it's just, like, gonzo. I mean, it's there's plenty of, like, gonzo craziness, but there's also too much uh, of the other side. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's go to uh, cinematography. Uh, we have nominated for this. We have Arrival. We have La La Land, uh, Lion, uh, Moonlight, and Silence. Uh, Dan, what do you have for this one? Uh, pretty sure this one is kind of easy to go with 
It's La La Land. Are you sure? <laughs> that's 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 my pick. <laughs> Who would you give it to? Um, out of what I've seen, I would say Arrival has really, really, really solid cinematography. Um, but I do know that a lot of people are talking about Moonlight cinematography, but I just feel like it's it's too much of a, a lock for La La Land this year. Yeah, I could see that. Um, obviously, you know, it's it's very stylized Moonlight, and I think that's uh, intentional. Um, I also am going to go La La Land uh, to win. Um, however, just like you, uh, and I have seen all these movies, and to me, the, the most impressive one was Arrival. Um, so that's the one I'm going with. Uh, Eric, what do you have for this one? Um, it's another tough category, because they always come down to, like, two, and it's just a toss-up. Uh, so I'm going to just go with Arrival, both for what will win and what I want to win. Okay. Uh, Moonlight is just as beautiful, um, but I think Arrival with those gorgeous uh, helicopter shots of, like, the fog and the spaceship, mm-hmm. you know, that's, like, the, that's the, you know, the image of 2016 in film for me. So, mm. Arrival. Okay, um, let's go to film editing. Uh, we have uh, Arrival, we have Hacksaw Ridge, we have Hell or High Water, uh, La La Land, and Moonlight. Um, Eric, why don't you start us off with this one? Uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that uh, I'm going to go with a weird one for what's going to win. I'm going to say Hacksaw Ridge is going to win. I don't know why. That's just a That's gut feeling. not a weird one. <laughs> That's totally think- plausible. Yeah, I mean, it is possible. I don't think it should win, but I think it's got what the Academy likes for whatever reason. Um, for what I would give or what I would what I would like to see win, um, yeah, maybe Moonlight. I think Moonlight was really well edited, really well put together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a great movie. So, uh, Dan, what do you have for this one? Uh, not really a surprise. I have La La Land winning. Um, but I would say that Arrival really does have great editing because of how the movie unfolds. Like, if you just look at the way the movie's made, the editing is part of the story almost, the way that it's laid out. Mm -hmm. Um, so that would personally be what I would like to win, but I really have feeling La La Land's cleaning this one up too. And did you did you pick who's going to or who you want to win? Yeah, I would say I would want a rival to win. Okay. Um, Technically, I haven't seen the other three still, so I can't really say that I know how good the editing is. Uh-huh. But well, my I can see Hacksaw Ridge being up there because yeah, you know, a well edited war movie is definitely well uh, more so. Uh well-edited sequences. Uh, yeah. That's, that's how I would put it. And in fact, my official pick is going to be La La Land, just like everyone else. Um, but personally, actually, I would give it to Hacksaw Ridge if I had a chance, just because, like I said, even though it, it's only sequences, um, I can only imagine them coming back with all these, uh, all these shots of them just killing people in the war <laughs> and being like, assemble this together. And the fact that they were able to make something coherent out of that is... Um, impressive in itself. Uh, but, you know, a lot of these other movies, it's like, other than La La Land and Hacksaw Ridge, I can't say that 
any of the other three are really impressive editing wise. I mean, most of them are just either simple cuts or just still shots. And to me, only two of them really work with editing, if that makes any sense. Well, I, I agree with Dan that Arrival is really well edited in that the storytelling doesn't work if the editing doesn't work because the circuitous nature of that story, that's the heart of the movie. I mean, without that, the movie falls apart. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that they were able to pace the story and and uh, pace out the reveals is the that's the success of the movie. So um, I, yeah, I can see I, that. Yeah. So I think I think uh, Arrival is very deserving. I just don't think I don't think Arrival is going to win much or anything. Maybe <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, all right. So let's move to what we got here. Best production design. Uh, we have Arrival, Fantastic Beasts, uh, Hail Caesar, La La Land and Passengers. Uh, I'm going to start with this one. It, again, another easy one. They're going to give it to La La Land. Um, if there was any. I, I don't count Fantastic Beasts as a period piece. I, I mean, is is it supposed? It is. To, is it because? Yeah, it takes place in the tw- in what in the twenties or no? Yeah, it's, doesn't it take place before the World War One? No, I after. So. It's, it's it's like in it's the like early nineteen nineteen. Yeah, the teens or the twenties. So it's early period. Okay, nineteenth um, or twentieth century. I mean, to me, the uh, the more I guess period like is Hail Caesar because it's old Hollywood. Um, but to me, if I was going to give any of these the award, I would go with Arrival. Um, even though it's it's very simplistic in its design, uh, I, I to me it's it's also the most impressive because it's always hard. And I know we have two two sci-fi movies on here with Passengers somehow sneaking in there, um, but to me Arrival does futuristic, more so like sci-fi kind of thing um, better than Passengers did. So uh, I'm going to personally give it to Arrival, but obviously La La Land's going to take this easily. Uh, Dan, what do you have for this? I, too, have La La Land, um, but I have seen Fantastic Beasts, and I can say that of all the things that I have problems with about the movie, the production design is certainly not one of them. Uh, it's definitely a very period movie, like so much so that, like, even the little things that somehow still connect with like bigger Harry Potter stuff still is like based in that time period. And I believe didn't they just win was it the BAFTA or one of the others for well, the production design? Uh, not that I'm just saying BAFTA's not saying that, very uh, not saying that, that counts for because, you know, Dev Patel just won the BAFTA yeah. for Lion, which any, I'm happy as hell about that because that's a guy from Skins, which is one of my all time favorites. But, yeah, but any I mean I, I know movie. it's going to La La Land, so yeah. I don't let's let's not let's not act like the BAFTAs really means anything. No. Uh they I mean, like you said, they gave Dev Patel the the award for supporting actor. Uh, they they'll give a British movie any recognition that they can. They even have a, a, its own category, best British movie. Um, and they didn't even nominate Denzel for acting. So, that oh, should, what the hell? Yeah, that, Fuck that, them. That should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> uh, Eric, what do you have for this? Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say La La Land will win, but uh, I would I would probably give it to Harry Potter. Um, I think that's a really well designed movie 
the, uh, Harry the Potter only thing, ended a long time ago. This is Fantastic Beasts. Come on, let's be let's be honest. <laughs> it's Harry Potter Year Zero or whatever. Uh, that movie ha- is not very good. It doesn't have anything going for it besides visually how it looks, and uh, it's just they they really went above and beyond to make it look uh, really uh, really great, really authentically. Period. Mm-hmm. And magic, but also keeping the same style of the other. Yeah, movies. exactly. It's a it's a it was a, a a tight wire they had to walk and and they did it really well. I'm sure no one knows offhand, but I, I'd be curious to find out if any of the Harry Potter movies ever won for production design or or costume design or any of those. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. You know, I bet they I didn't. No, like, yeah, uh, but I, I think, I think they're Lord gonna of like, the Rings, oh, Solar Thunder, because they started coming out yeah. around the same time. Well, not really. I mean, Lord, the last Lord of the Rings was 2000. Four, I well, think. no, what I'm and, saying the first couple Harry Potter movies had to deal with Lord of the Rings. Oh, well, I mean, Jesus was, Christ, there was, what, uh, seven or eight of them? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> they had chances. Um, all right, let's move on to uh, best makeup and hairstyling. Uh, we have three. We have a man called Av? Ove? I don't know. <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Um, Star Trek Beyond and everyone's favorite, Suicide Squad. Um... <laughs> I guess, uh, Eric, why don't you start us off with this one? Uh, so the makeup category is the weirdest category because they never nominate the right movies. It's a joke. And then it's, a ever. Joke. it's a joke. It's yeah. an absolute joke. And then the, the one Green that Room, wins, right? Yeah. Right. Green Room, Green Room was the movie for makeup. But the other thing is, so they nominate the wrong movies. And then the movie that wins is always the least deserving. So I'm going to go with A Man Called Ove, which I haven't seen. I don't know what it is. But it's gonna win for best makeup and hairstyling. Okay. <laughs> of the ones nominated, I would say, uh, you know, they, it's a it's a real slim pickings. I like Star Trek Beyond; it's a good movie. But like, I thought Idris Elba's makeup wasn't very good. Um, I'll we, give it. I would. Say, I you know what? I don't. I I would give it to Green Room. If I was going to give it to him. <laughs> oh, you got me right in category. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing in green room for the arm and the box cutter on the belly. Yeah. Oh, shit. I know we could do this. Even uh, the dog, the dog throat rip too. all that. Oh, yeah. All, that, great. all of it. All it's of it. Good. Every knife stab, everything, man. Um, Perfect. Because, you know, like, even Suicide Squad doesn't have anything. Like, I would consider giving it to that for, like, well, Killer Suicide Croc. Suicide Squad, or... yeah, it's only Killer Croc. And then yeah. they rub some dirt on Enchantress. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a really terrible category. Um, I, I'm i going to say that Star Trek Beyond will win. And probably out of these three, that it should probably win. Uh, just because they do have some creatures in it and they i guess they had to work also not to interrupt you a man called ove it's for old man makeup uh old man that that that's big that's big i don't i think they don't like to give it and the weird thing is the guy that they put the makeup on is already old so i guess it's based on something to make him look like somebody else well that's dumb uh i i mean even if like, let's say people are voting for this. I get people like Star Trek. They might just give it to Star Trek just because they like Star Trek. I don't know. Uh, I like Star Trek. I would give it. I mean, I would if if I was voting, like if I was an Academy member, I would vote for Star Trek, but doesn't deserve it either. Well, none of these deserve it, really. Yeah. 
Dan, what would you do for this? Uh, my pick is going to Star Trek. Um, begrudgingly. Because nothing up there. We've already discussed this. but Yeah, do you, are you also going to write in for Green Room? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I just can't see a world where Suicide Squad gets an Oscar, period. Oh, I can't. And I, I don't know about this other movie's Dude, one that, effect winning over what they did in Star Trek, which, the, the again, fucking, isn't much. But the, the worst fucking James Bond theme song of all time, next to Madonna, uh, won the Oscar for Best Original Song. So let's not go that far. See, here's the problem. Not that I like it or you like it. That song is actually liked because there's who? people that like that guy. Who likes the I song? I don't know who likes No one likes it, the song. But I'm saying there's people that like Do you remember song? when they That's released a the song? It came out uh, like two weeks before the movie came out, and it started at number one on the, the iTunes chart, and by like a couple days it was already down to like 200 because no one cared about it and they hated it. <laughs> It was a pretty bad song. It was an awful yeah. song. But it still won. So it goes to show you anything can happen. Uh, let's go to uh, best documentary. Uh, we have Fire at Sea. Uh, I am not your Negro. I don't feel comfortable saying that. <laughs> uh, Life Animated. Uh, OJ Made in America. And The 13th. Here's the question. Has anyone seen any of these documentaries? No. No. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I feel bad. Uh, I, I want to see three of them, but I just yeah. haven't gotten around to it yet. Basically. I, and then there's one that's seven hours long. So that's the OJ like, one, yeah. Yeah. Which I want to I see that because the only thing I ended up watching, I watched the American Crime Story, uh-huh. which was a pretty interesting take on it and that won a bunch of emmys i believe mm-hmm. right yeah so um and kind of because of that i will say that oj made in america will win um but i can't pick who should win because i haven't seen any of these so i really can't have an opinion so yeah uh yeah. any anyone disagree uh, i feel like it's apparently going to be a tight race between oj and the 13th that's uh, what I can say. Yeah, I think uh, I think OJ takes it. I think if I am not your Negro had come out like a month sooner? or two ago, yeah. yeah, if it came out sooner, it would have a chance because I think it's getting a lot of buzz now that it's like out. But uh, but I think it's OJ's to lose. Yeah, I mean, I I, I favor OJ over the Thirteenth. What what is the Thirteenth? What is that about? Thirteenth Amendment, right? Is it? I would assume. That I was... don't even feel comfortable speculating on what it's about. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, really... but I think Ava DuVernay is is very talented, so uh, it must be good. Yeah, it's it's a it's a documentary about the galvanizing of the Thirteenth Amendment. Okay, and it's Netflix, so it would be oh, a big win for Netflix. But oh, that's true. I didn't think of that. Um... All right, so let's move to uh, Best Original Score. Uh, we have uh, nominated Jackie, we have La La Land, uh, we have Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. Uh, let's start with Eric on this one. Who do you have? Uh, you know, 
there there might as well only be one nominated film because we all know that La La Land is going to win. Uh, just, you know, it is what it is. I would probably give it to Jackie, though. I think Jackie has a really interesting score. I think that's maybe the most By interesting thing interesting, about the movie. Do you mean that it doesn't fit the movie at all? Because I agree with that. Uh, I think it it fits. I mean, it they boy adds something different to the movie. You know, it's kind of like a horror movie score, and it's really uh, intense. Did and I uh, like that? Did you see the interview that uh, the 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 guy who did the score for Jackie uh, did recently, where he said, "Yeah, I just made the score before I saw the movie, and that's <laughs> that's why it doesn't fit at all." That's funny. Um, well, so it, it's just good music then. Uh, yeah, you know, I I think like I would give it to Jackie just because I think it's the most unusual and different out of all these. Um, yeah. But I mean, La La, the music in La La Land is fantastic. So I think it'll it doesn't not deserve to win, and it will win. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dan, what do you have? La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, do you have an opinion on who should win? Then is 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 it also La La Land? Um, uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, I can't say I've seen Passengers, so. I don't know what Thomas Newman did on that one. Well, He's actually he is a good he is a good score writer, uh, he, but I can't it say. Sounds like all of his other that. scores, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, La La Land music's great. I mean, can't deny that. And Jackie, I I do agree with Sean to an extent. Like, and now knowing that it, the, the score was written without any involvement of the film at all, a speculation that would explain why that music seemed out of place to me. For much of the movie, I mean, it worked for the, you know, the parts of it that actually involved gore. If we want to get into that. Oh, you that. mean the one flashback? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I feel like this one's lol and can't really go anything else. Yeah, uh, obviously, La La Land is the front runner. It, it probably will win. Um, as far as who I would give it to, I would personally go Moonlight. Um, to me it was out of these five and i have listened to all five of these um it's it's very orchestral in in a way that it it fits the movie even though it's in a way it's slightly um you would you like if you were to take the the score of moonlight and then just watch moonlight as a film it's kind of the same situation with jackie where it doesn't you you wouldn't think it would mix well but once you put it together it actually is a nice blend and there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, good string work in there, too. So, personally, I'm going to go Moonlight for who I would give it to. But, I mean, come on. La La Land's going to win this. We all know that. Um, let's Here's an interesting one. Let's go to Best Original Song. Uh, we have... Uh, I'm just going to... I'm not even going to... We have two from La La Land. That's all you need to know. Um, we have uh, Trolls has a song. We have something from Jim, the James Foley story. Anyone know what that is? I this is my first time hearing of it. Okay. Um, and we have uh, apparently Sting was involved in writing it. I'm going to assume that Sting, as in from the Police, and not Sting the wrestler. <laughs> I would I would think so. <laughs> um, and we have uh, Moana, song from Moana. Um, what do you guys think? I'm gonna let's go with uh, Dan first on this one. 
right. I, I feel like City of Stars is almost a lock for this one. And the only case I could see where how far I'll go uh, winning is if it's the vote gets split between Audition and City of Stars for the La La Land song. Because um, uh, the song from Milan is actually really good as well. I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda is amazing. But I feel like City of Stars is pretty close to a lock for this one, too. I actually am going to disagree. Um, I think that exactly what you said is going to happen. They're going to split the vote uh, between the two La La Land songs. And I'm going to say that uh, the Moana song, How Far I'll Go, will win. Um, which actually, uh, I believe, I, I, I can't say for, for sure, but I think that would put Lin-Manuel Miranda at an EGOT at, the, at that yep. point. That's his yep. EGOT right there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. And, and you know, I'm sure people people like his work uh you know it's it would almost be kind of like a lifetime achievement award regardless of what you think of the song um but i think that's what's going to happen because in other if they would have nominated just city of stars i think it could have won but because you nominated two they're like you said they're going to split the vote so i'll go moana because i just can't see what's this fucking troll song i don't even know what this is <laughs> and uh justin that's just like troll. filling up a spot in the in oh you it's, know, in the category. Yeah. it's justin tim oh okay there you go uh and like, <laughs> i mean no one's even heard of the other song so enough people saw moana i think that they they'll they'll, they'll get the win here um if it was up to me personally i would probably go city of stars to uh for my pick uh, but I still think Moana's going to win. Uh, Eric, what do you have for this one? Uh, you know, I think City Stars is actually a lock for this, 100%. Um, I think the other La La Land song, Audition, is great. It's amazing. Um, but City of Stars is the signature song of the movie, and um, I feel like it's already won a bunch of awards, and it's great. I love Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, I have a Hamilton tattoo, I'm like a super fan, but I just don't think I think he picked the wrong year to make a, a movie because La La Land is going to win and it deserves it for City of Stars. Uh, and is that who you also would give it to? Yeah. OK, I think I think that's I, City of Stars is great. I, I love that song. And I mean, I love La La Land. It's great. So it deserves it. OK, uh, let's go to best costume design. We have uh, Allied. Fantastic Beasts, uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, Jackie, and La La Land. Um, I'm just going to go and say La La Land's going to win, and out of those five, I guess I'll go La La Land for who should win. I don't know. I'm not big on costume design. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, I actually think Jackie is going to win this one on costume. Um, that movie had a lot more interesting design and that's kind of what they're going for i don't think they'll just go just because it's the musical and the big movie there i don't i don't (laughs) think they're going to go la la land for this one um and honestly i'd I'd probably go with jackie for best costume because i mean some of those outfits were recreated yeah like perfectly um it's tough because Four out of these five, the last being La La Land, they're all period pieces. So mm-hmm. it's hard to usually it's like that's the one that you cling to for for costume design. But you know they're they're all they're all there. 
Yeah. And that's the thing is that I feel like they almost always go with a period movie for this. Um, Except this year. That's why. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm picking Jackie. I think Jackie's going to win it. And I think uh, I think it, that's what I would give it to as well. I think uh, the costumes are great and they're so authentic and they had to recreate everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do it so well. I mean, it, it feels very authentic. Okay, uh, let's go. Our next category is Best Foreign Film. Um, we have Land of Mine, A Man Called... Uh, oh, there you go. There's The Man Called Ove or whatever. Um, we have The Salesman. We have Tana, I think is how you say it. And uh, Tony Erdman, which apparently is being remade into an American movie starring Jack Nicholson. Uh, and Kristen Wiig. And yeah. Kristen Wiig, yes. Um, and apparently Bill Murray forgot to like audition or whatever or he forgot he had the script for it he had the he had the screener for the original oh yeah the german one he never he he didn't watch it yeah wait i'm confused because i i heard everyone want everyone wanted bill mary for this movie for some reason that they knew was being remade and i guess even kristen wig offered it to him first but he never never watched the screener and he didn't remember about it until he heard jack got cast in it well, see, I'm confused because I thought I heard that Jack actually went to, I guess it's Paramount, I think, who's doing it, uh, and said that I wanted to do this movie. Like, it was him that initiated things. Am I wrong about that? No, that's what was reported. But then Bill Murray told this story that Kristen Wiig gave him the screener and he didn't he didn't watch it. So who knows where the truth lies? Maybe somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Maybe Jack brought it to the studio, but then... There was a question of maybe he wasn't going to do it. I mean, he hasn't acted in a movie in a long time. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think it's safe. To, has Has any of us seen any of these movies? Because I know I haven't. I've seen Tony Erdman. Okay. Um, is it going to win? <laughs> yes, Tony Erdman is going to win, and it is. I it would be my pick as well as the only movie I've seen. But it's also a great, great, great movie. Uh, it's really fun. It's really long. It's almost three hours. Oh, uh, but it's also a com- like kind of a comedy. So it's a Judd Apatow really, movie, is what you're saying? It is the German Judd Apatow movie, uh, <laughs> and it's really good though. I really loved it. I think uh, you guys should go watch it. I think you might like it too. Okay. Or wait for the Nicholson version, which will probably be like an hour and a half, and <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll cut half of it out. Uh, I didn't see any of these, but just because of some of the press that it's gotten for the wrong reasons, I'm going to say The Salesman. Um, just just because I really have no basis on this. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, I'm also in the case of I've wanted to see Tony Erdman. I just have not gotten to yet, actually. I heard great things about it. And then the fact that it's getting remade so fast, obviously... Sometimes that's a bad sign, but from what I heard about it, it's pretty good. And then Jack Nicholson being involved is just crazy. So, uh, But I also feel like The Salesman is going to win this Oscar completely due to basically Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> can't put it any other way, but I feel like this one who's gonna would have been it? Tony Erdman. What are they going to do? Are they just going to stand there? I, I don't know. I mean, they've given Oscars posthumously and everything too. So maybe they're someone you know, else you know who worked on do? the movie. I don't know. You know what they should do? They should they should send it to send it to Mr. President. <laughs> like, here's your Oscar. 
He doesn't need any more validation. <laughs> no. He, he'd, he'd be tweeting it and being so happy about it and saying how good of a job he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move to best animated feature. Uh, we have Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, uh, The Red Turtle, and Zootopia. I think the interesting thing here is uh, no Pixar this year, even though Finding Dory was critically re- well-received. Um, still didn't make it in, into the five. Uh, surprising. Um, Dan, what do you have for this one? Uh, I have Zootopia. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I also have Zootopia. It's also the only one that, of these that I've actually seen. Um, so I'm going to say it deserves it. Who, who cares? Uh, Eric, what do you have for this? Yeah, I haven't seen any of these, but I think Zootopia wins it. It's won everything else. It seems like the movie from last year, so yeah. Zootopia. A lot of people are, are... I'm in the same case as Eric. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen any of them yet. A lot of people are getting trying to get behind Kubo. Um, and I'm sure it's a great movie, but... Uh, as we were talking before we started recording, uh, I don't feel like their uh, marketing has gotten the word out enough for them yeah. to, to, to well, gain enough. I, I don't know how, because I mean, considering they got something beyond animation this year, I don't think like has ever gotten anything else before. So now that this movie at least got a little more attention, whatever they're making next could have a possibility of, because I mean, they make strong movies and they're really great at, stop motion animation which is they're really the only people that do it on that scale anymore yeah uh, well unfortunately i don't think kubo made as much as they wanted to do at the box office yeah um, i feel like it, none it of their movies do though yeah. none of their movies make a lot of money i don't I know how like they I, exist i don't even know if they yeah i don't know if they just make bad trailers for the movies that don't get people interested in i, in I think people what. don't care about stop motion yeah movies. i think that's what it yeah. is yeah because i mean i i remember Maybe people just see it and they're like why do i want to pay to see clay mation like, yeah I, I, guess. I guess i mean i saw the trailer and that's part of the also the issue but is that, kubo didn't seem interesting to me in the trailer well, see, that's the other, thing, is other that, movies from them have i thought that the kubo trailers were really awesome better than any of those but the problem is that the kubo trailers didn't tell you anything about the movie it's just it you, you were just watching things they didn't explain anything in the movie but so, it looked cool uh, sure, <laughs> but you know nothing. Like for example, I keep every time I go to the theaters now. For some reason, they keep showing the new Ghost in the Shell trailer, and the trailer sh- tells you nothing about the movie. It just shows you cool visuals. But it got me to want to see the movie, which is fine. I mean, I'm dying to see that movie. But if you're a kid, and I have no. I still don't know what it's about besides like <laughs> androids or something. But if you're a kid and you're just like, what was that? I'd rather go see the Minions because I know that they'll make fart noises. You know, it's like. Uh, can I tell you how bad I hated seeing the new Despicable Me trailer because of my freaking name? It's mentioned in thing like what? there's a part where he he goes past the window naked and it's saying Happy Birthday Dan like on the window. I'm like mother, is this movie coming out around my birthday too? I don't think so. I think it's uh, is it later? I think so. Oh, but I was like, man, I, I liked seeing uh, what was it Trey Parker? I haven't seen the trailer. I don't. I don't know. Ray Parker's doing the voice of the antagonist in this one, right? Really? Not that I want to see it. Interesting choice. But, huh? 
Speaking right. of trailers for, for a bit there. <laughs> Good for Trey for getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like he needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go. Okay, we're at uh, the acting categories now. So let's go, let's start with Best Supporting Actress. Uh, we have... Viola Davis for Suicide... I'm sorry, for Hidden Fences. <laughs> I'm sorry, for Fences. Oh, my bad. Amanda uh, Waller wins. <laughs> we have uh, Naomi Harris for Moonlight. We have Nicole Kidman for The Lion. Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures. And Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. Uh, let's start with Eric on this one. So, at, at first I thought this category was pretty easy, but... I'm I'm having I'm flip flopping a little bit. Um, I think that Michelle Williams, her one scene in Manchester by the Sea, it's great. It's a great scene. She's great in it. Um, it's really powerful. Naomi Harris is is really amazing in Moonlight. She's a great actress and she's been unrecognized for a long time. And I'm glad to see her get like a really juicy role. But uh, I gotta go with Viola Davis for giving really the. The mo- the most all around just awesome performance. Well, she's also uh, she is not supporting in the movie. She no, is the she, lead. She actress. is the lead. Yeah, she has maybe as much screen time as Denzel Washington in that movie. Uh, uh I don't, I'm not gonna go that far, but it's gotta be close. It it's it's uh, close, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know why she's in supporting actress, but uh, she deserves it. It's much they, easier. They for wanted, yeah, it was easier her for her to win that. Yeah. against the field of. Uh, actress yep so i think she wins it and that's who i would give it to as well because uh fences is a great movie it only works because of the acting and uh, she's half of that equation yeah uh i agree even though i know some people would be like well she did it on stage you know it's not you know it's not the same uh and she won uh a tony i think for it um to me it's more so i think this is and she's gonna win uh by the way uh, I think this is partly also just a we really like you, so we're going to give this award to you. I mean, she's great in the movie, and she deserves the Oscar for it, but she's this is her third nomination, um, and I think, I mean, she, she also was a frontrunner for the last two that she was nominated for and didn't win, so I feel like this is almost a makeup uh, award for her. Um, regardless of if she deserves it or not, which I do think that she does deserve it. Um, as you said, Michelle Williams, it's one scene. It's, it's, it's a good scene, but it's also just one scene. Um, Octavia Spencer, um, why? I don't know. Uh, you you know, I liked hidden figures, but she didn't, she wasn't the best performance in that movie. She didn't really have any showy moments. Not like, uh, once and that, (laughs) you know, that's all she did. Um, If anything, yeah, uh, Taraji P. Henson should be nominated. Um, uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, she really only has, like, one powerful scene in the movie, and that's about it. Um, And I know that, uh, Eric, you were a big fan of Naomi Harris in Moonlight. I I didn't mind her too much, but I I felt like she had some issues with... um, with, Not that she, she, she... Her accent was, 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 uh... I feel it was coming in. I feel like it was more so she had some issues delivering dialogue in like, for example, I didn't buy that. She was a crackhead. You know what I mean? Like not because they didn't make her look like that, but I feel like she had some issues 
delivering the dialogue in the same way that some of the other actors who maybe were, um, you know, uh, not British <laughs> could deliver that dialogue, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I thought she pulled it off. I thought she was suitably uh, erratic in her performance. Um, but it's also just like a really loud performance. You know, it's just a lot of screaming and screeching. And it's not as nuanced as, uh, you know, like Viola Davis is. Well, I mean, did Naomi Harris have any snot falling out of her nose? Because that's, I mean, that's the, well, that's what you need to win the award. <laughs> that's, that's the clincher right there. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what do you think? Uh, Viola Davis. Uh, <laughs> her, uh, <laughs> don't really have much to say. Have you you haven't seen any any of these, right? Nope. Okay. Um. All right. Then we'll move to. Being honest. Okay. No, that's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> um. Let's move to best supporting actor. We have um, Hershala Ali for Moonlight, Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, uh, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Um. I'll start off with this one. Uh, I think this is almost a lock for Mahershala Ali. Uh, for Moonlight, even though he's only in the movie for about, what, 25 minutes, at, I would say, um, compared to Dev Patel, who's in like an hour <laughs> of the movie, uh, and arguably the lead. Um, I f- it's, I, it's a, it is a, a somewhat of a, of a flashy uh, a flashy character uh, for him to play. And also, this is, again, going to be like more of a, you know, I don't want to say a lifetime achievement award, but like he's been around for so long and he, you know, he's, he's good in everything that he does. And this is his first nomination. So I feel like they're going to give it to him personally. If it was up to me, I would give it to Michael Shannon for nocturnal animals. Uh, to me, if you take him out of that movie, it becomes a completely different movie. Um, and it's to me, it's, he had more of a nuanced performance than, uh, really anyone else on this list. Um, so that's, that's, that's going to be my selection. Um, Dan, what do you, what do you have for this one? Uh, I also have Marshall Ali winning for Moonlight and also feel similarly that I personally would give it to Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals because... He was the best part of that movie. All right. Uh, Eric, what do you have for this? Uh, you know, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I think uh, I think Mahershala Ali is going to win. And I think he deserves it. I think he, he's he's swept. He's won every single other award. Not the it's Golden Globe. Perf- Did he not win that? Well, that's really dumb. Well, he won that after either. Oh, actually, yeah, he didn't win that either. <laughs> uh, but... He wasn't, I mean, uh, who was it? Um, what's his name uh, from Nocturnal Animals? Uh, did Aaron, oh shit, Aaron Johnson Aaron did Johnson, that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson won something from uh, for he, that one. Yeah. Now that's just ridiculous. <laughs> he won supporting actor <laughs> yeah. for the Golden Globes, and he's not even nominated here for, yeah. for this. Uh, I, Ali is really amazing in, in Moonlight. He, you know, it's a testament to how good his performance is that he is in it for so little, but he's really the character of that movie. Like he's the one that still sticks in my mind. Um, uh, 
and I so I think he'll win it. I think he deserves it. But I also kind of want uh, Michael Shannon to win because he makes that movie. He is so good in that movie. Michael Shannon is always great. He's always doing interesting work. Uh, this is maybe one of his best roles, and uh, yeah, I know Sean so good in it. it. But uh, he is mainly the main reason I stuck with Boardwalk Empire for the entire run of it was because of Michael Shannon's character on that show. Hey, I never had but, a problem with him on the show. It's it was the rest of the show I had problems. Yeah, with. <laughs> but as I'm saying, like that's that's how much I like Michael Shannon's work. Uh-huh. Not to talk over Eric's ending there. Was, no, 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 that's I I but, agree. Michael Shannon's great. He's great on that show. He's great in. Uh, everything he's ever done. Wait, yeah. Even that movie even, uh, with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt where he's a bike messenger. Oh, Premium yeah, Rush. Yeah, the bad guy. Premium yeah, Rush. Premium Rush. He's, he's the bad guy. That was great. I'm like, his performance in that is great. And even when he's playing a dead body in Batman vs. Superman, he's still really good. Yeah. He steals the show in that one. Yeah. <laughs> that he even, he even kills Superman in that one. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right, uh, let's move to... Spoiler alert, in case oh, you're yeah. worried about Batman vs. Superman in this Oscar show. Yeah, because, you know, well, Suicide Squad's in there. We didn't spoil that. Um, let's go... What is there a spoil? <laughs> let's go to Best Actress. Uh, we have... I'm going to attempt to pronounce this. Uh, Isabel Uppert. Is that how you say it? Uppert? That sounds U- close. I think that you were right the first time. I think time. it's Uppert, I believe. Okay. I don't know. It's uh, French. Yeah. Uh, for L, uh, we have Ruth Nega for Loving, uh, Emma Stone for La La Land, Natalie Portman for Jackie, and Meryl Streep some, for some reason for Floster, Florence Floster Jane. They have to have her on there. Yeah, it's, it's a re- requisite. Yeah, well, they wanted to if get she's in a movie. 30, I guess. This is her 30th, I think, right? And the other movie that she was in this year was that Ricky and the Flash, so. That, that wasn't this year. Was it? I thought it was this year. No, I think it was, it was last year. Two years year. ago? Yeah. Oh, whatever. Uh, all right. Why don't we start? Actually, Eric, why don't you start us off with this one? Uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I would get, I think um, Isabel Huppert, uh, if that's how you pronounce it, I think she's going to win. And that's who I would give it to as well. I think L is uh, the best movie nominated in any category, and uh, she is the entire reason that movie works. And uh, she deserves a nice Oscar for it. Dan, what do you got? I still have yet to see Elle, so I can't speak on how I feel about that. Um, I tend to agree with Eric in most cases when it comes to performances and things like that. But for me, I think Emma Stone is going to walk away with this one just like she has pretty much everything else. Um, Not the Golden Globe. Well, yeah. th- well, that was comedy. That's She I, She did win Oh, comedy, right. Yeah. They were in different... Yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> True. Different categories, so... Um, I mean, I know I didn't really care for her accent, but I know that Natalie Portman is probably, like, second, like, in an odds favorite situation but i feel like emma stone's gonna win and who would you give it to um i can't you can say, say for those no because i've only i've only seen jackie and la land and nally portman 
while she was great in like what she pulled off in the movie, her accent just bothered me, and because it didn't sound like an accent from that area to me. I don't know. All right, um, I'm gonna say Emma Stone will win uh, for Best Actress. Um, as far as who do I want to win? Part of me wants to give it to Meryl Streep just so that you know our president can comment on it. Um, <laughs> and also, I believe she would have the new record for most acting wins, I think, at four. Um, but, and here's, here's the problem here. Um, so out of these five movies, I've only seen two. Uh, La La Land and Jackie. Um, I don't think either one of them deserve it. So I'm going to say, I, I mean, from what I've seen from Meryl Streep in, in the movie, and I, so it really it's down to two, and I guess I'll just go off of Eric's opinion and say that Isabel, whatever her last name is, uh, should win. So I'm just going to go off of your opinion. <laughs> I that really, sounds good to me. I really don't have... Uh, I mean, if they had better choices, then yeah, I would, but I, I don't... I don't it, know. It's. I mean, I think Uper is... That's that's a really deserving nomination. The other four, I'm not so sure. I really like Ruth Nega. If they were nominating her for Preacher, I'd be more for it. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that if Emma Stone wins, it would be pretty historic as the uh, first Asian-American actress to win, <laughs> which would be great. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's... Unfortunately, a weak category, um, which is what makes Viola Davis being nominated for Best Supporting Actress so strange, because her performance is, is probably would probably but, I would give it to her for Best Actress if she was nominated. But th- think of it in their terms, where you know, let's say going into this award season, because you have to you know figure these out way before uh, you know all the nominations come out. So you figure Emma Stone's going to be a strong favorite. You know, a few yeah. months ago, you know, Natalie Portman was a strong favorite, um, you know, so they probably wanted to avoid both of those, uh, put them in supporting. It's, I mean, other than Michelle Williams, it's not that difficult uh, in the supporting actress category. So Yeah, it's true. It's, it's un- it was unfortunately a very weak year for, like, showy uh, uh, roles for, for women. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Uh, there's, I mean, it's not. Basically, I think what you're trying to say is there's not as much competition this year. Yeah, I mean, I think there were plenty of performances that maybe weren't even recognized or thought about because they weren't in. I think the big Oscar movies this year weren't. Uh, they were not. They were tilted more towards male roles. Uh, I'm quickly going over the best picture nominees. Well, Arrival. Uh, uh, Amy well, Adams. you know, but Arrival, Amy Adams wasn't nominated for either of her movies. Which and, is, well, uh, I could see why they wouldn't nominate her for Nocturnal Animals, but I... I think she, that was her better performance, in my opinion. But if you're looking at what they nominate actors and actresses for, they would, I mean, Arrival's the more showy performance, so, you know, you would think that that's yeah. what would get her a nod for. Especially in this category, like, you could have easily taken out Meryl Streep and put in Amy Adams. And honestly, well, you if, know, if you would have done that, it would have been a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it's true. 
I, I wonder if um, Amy Adams uh, split votes for herself, and that's why she wasn't nominated. Well, yeah, that, uh, call me crazy, uh, but maybe they should have put her up for supporting actress for Nocturnal Animals instead. Not, I mean, makes sense, I'm gonna, right? I, you're, you're crazy, Sean. I'm calling <laughs> you crazy. <laughs> No, that I mean that there's a, you can make an argument for that. I mean Jesus if Christ, if if for Viola if Davis Viola is Davis is a supporting actress, you, you can't tell me that she can't be in supporting actress for Nocturnal Animals, even though she's yeah, no. kind of the lead. Yeah, because she, she splits time with Isla Fisher as her stand-in, <laughs> which is so crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, let's go to best actor. We have Casey Affleck, uh, for Manchester by the Sea. Uh, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge, uh, Ryan Gosling for La La Land, uh, Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. Uh, Dan, why don't we start with you for this one? Uh, I am going with Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea. Um, I believe, I guess in this case, what I've only seen one of these movies, right? Let me look at so definitely La La Land, I know that. Yeah, so I can't really speak on who I feel deserves it. Um, yeah, so I'm going with Casey Affleck. I know that Denzel Washington could pull out the win in the end, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's going to be a tight race between those two. But I'm going with Casey Affleck. And Eric. Uh, so I would have picked, uh, Casey to win like before the SAG awards. Um, but after Denzel won the SAG awards, uh, and combined with all the controversy going around about Casey Affleck at the moment, I think Denzel Washington is going to win it and, uh, very deservedly. So he's probably who I would, who I would give it to, um, Although I think Viggo Mortensen is very, very, very good in Captain Fantastic. That would make it three for Denzel, right? Yeah, yes, it, would. it would. And, uh, I mean, Denzel's my favorite actor, so I'm always going to go with Denzel. He's the best. He's the man. Uh, I would have given it to him for Magnificent Seven or anything else he did well, uh, this year. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he loves Westerns, too, man. So it, it, No, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, uh, Andrew Garfield is the only one that does absolutely does not deserve it. They picked the wrong um, movie. Yeah, they did. I mean, I like him, but sometimes he's bad, and he's really bad in Hacksaw Ridge. I mean, I guess he does what he's asked to do, but see, and I, I kind of felt that the same way too until the end of the movie when they showed the the real dude, and I was just like, oh. Okay, well, he's basically playing uh, as close as he can to the real guy who kind of sounds and acts like that, you know? Yeah, uh, but, like, if, if it doesn't work in context of the movie, like, if it... Like, the voice is one thing, but I just thought the overall performance was it's, it's very, pretty... It's a hammy performance. It's very... Yeah, um, yeah it's hammy. That's, that's, that's the best way to put it. Uh, Whereas I think he's really... He's, you know, he's much more subtle but really interesting in silence so yeah i, yeah, I see, would agree ryan gosling should be nominated for the nice guys but yeah, yeah that's true too well but, but and then you get into that category is he a lead or is he support or is he supporting uh, i feel like uh 
either one of those and that's a comedy the lead of that movie yeah, yeah. but so is La La Land uh, yeah that's no, true it's, well it's more of a musical uh, but comedies can be nominated in supporting categories like Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder yeah. or Melissa McCarthy for Bridesmaids but, so if but, they put Brian Gosling up as supporting actor for the nice guys he could have been nominated but they usually yeah. give those to people who, uh, you know, have are almost established in in that regard. Where they're not going to give it to some some. For example, Ryan Gosling does not normally do comedies. He's not known for uh, for his comedic performances. As Crazy Stupid of, Love, which is not a good movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> regardless of what you think of all, all all of his performances, a majority of them are dramatic. So. If if people don't see him as a comedy guy, they're not going to nominate him for comedy. Yeah, but that well, was there. one of the best performances of the year. I, I mean, agree. we can all agree, right? I agree. But yeah. for 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 this per for these purposes, it, do, it doesn't matter because you know it, they're going to go with the the one that's being nominated for all the awards. They're not going to. I mean, really? You, I mean, you could have put uh, nominated the nice guys for a ton of awards on here. Um, I agree, but I would have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as as far as my picks go, I am going to pick Denzel Washington, and uh, part of that is because of what Eric was mentioning about the Casey Affleck um, situation. Which originally I was going to go Casey Affleck because. They have been doing a pretty decent job of covering it all up. Um, mm-hmm. And the one, the, the main thing that made me sway towards Denzel is, like you said, the SAG Awards. Um, I actually went back and, and looked at all the previous SAG winners. And in its entire history, which I think is like 25 years or something like that. So that's a good, good margin. Uh, for the last 25 years, it could even be more. Uh, whoever won the SAG for lead actor has won every single year at the Oscars except for three years. And cool. it's only happened once in the last, I believe, 15 years where they were wrong about the lead actor award. So to me, if, if you're, that's, that's good enough math for me. So I'm going to say Denzel is going to win as far as who should win. Um, Unfortunately, the only one of these that I haven't seen was Captain Fantastic, but out of the other four, I would also give it to Denzel um, as well. So, all right, we are through the acting categories, so let's go now to Best Director. Um, We have Denis Villeneuve uh, for Arrival. We have Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge. Uh, Damien Chazelle for La La Land, Kenneth Longergan for Manchester by the Sea, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Um, I'll start off first with this one. Uh, I think we're all going to say the same thing, that Damien Chazelle is going to win for La La Land. Uh, so we don't really need to talk about that. As far as who uh, I would pick to win, personally, I would go Denis Villeneuve for Arrival. Um, out of all of these films on here, I mean, you could make the case for for some of them uh, being, I guess, a a clear vision of what the director normally does. But to me, it's like if I'm the way I look at it is if I'm uh, thinking about, let's say, renting something or watching something on Netflix, if I'm looking at these five directors, which one of them to me um, 
stands out the most and I would want to see a movie for their particular vision. To me, Denny is the clear one. I I just I really like his work. I think he did a great job with Arrival. It was it was definitely a hard hard story to get across to people and people ended up really taking to it. Um and you know, he has great visuals. Unfortunately, he didn't have Deacons for this one. Um which is interesting uh because I believe uh yeah, the his replacement Bradford Young uh, is nominated for cinematography, um, but I really feel like out of all five of these guys, nothing against Chiselle or Barry Jenkins, who I thought did a great job, um, Longergan, uh, Mel Gibson, uh, uh, but to me, he is the most deserving of of the award. Um, Eric, what what do you think? Uh, so yeah, Chazelle's gonna win, obviously. Um, I don't know who I would give it to. I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from with uh, Villeneuve, just because, you know, you can feel his touch on it. I mean, it's I because we've seen you know a bunch of his movies, and he's such an auteur, and all and, of his movies feel. And you know a piece. what? You can say the same thing about Mel Gibson for a completely different reason. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Um, so I, yeah, I would probably give it to Villeneuve or Barry Jenkins because, uh, Moonlight is such a performance driven film. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of other things going for it, but, um, it doesn't work if the three leads that are playing, um, Sharon aren't just on the ball and feel like the same person. And I think him directing them, uh, is a big part of why that works. So, yeah, it's kind of a toss-up to who I would give it to. I can but see that. Chazelle wins for sure. Um, Dan, what do you think? Uh, I am also going with Damien Chazelle. I still I haven't seen anything other than Arrival on that list. Um, as far as who I would give it to, I would give it to Robert Eggers for The Witch. So <laughs> not, you can't write in for this one. That's, that's my rating. <laughs> I, can I change my vote to uh, The Witch as no, well? No, you cannot. <laughs> I, I, look, I gave you the makeup one because there's only three of them, but you got to pick between the five. Uh, out of all of the films I've seen from Denny Villeneuve, uh, and I haven't seen The Enemy, or is it, oh, what's that one with Jake Gyllenhaal? Enem- yeah, it's Enemy, Enemy, yeah. Enemy? Okay, so that's the only one I haven't seen. I actually think Arrival is the weakest of what I've seen him do personally. I wouldn't uh, disagree with that. I, I'm, and that's not a knock against the rival. No, it's just like his other movies are so good. Yeah. Um, but I loved whiplash and I also loved La La Land. So I'm really interested to see where Chazelle goes from here because he made a movie about music and then he made a musical so now we can see that he can make a great movie. Yeah, let's see something else. <laughs> let's see what else he can do. But yeah, um, wasn't his next movie about a, is like a Neil Armstrong biopic or something? I have no idea. I didn't even know. I think that's what it is. Honestly, that doesn't intrigue me at all. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with that's starring Ryan Gosling, that also does not oh. intrigue me at all. Hmm. Well then, is it a comedy? Apparently, he was. I don't think so, but apparently he was interested. Like, he played jazz music, uh, so that's why he's doing it. Oh, oh. so it's still music-related. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I'm telling you, if he keeps doing uh, a bunch of jazz movies, I'm going to get bored of, 
of watching them. But, you know, at least say what you want about. Uh, All right, Sean, tell us how you'd give it to Refn and let's just move on. No, no, no. I, uh, I was not going there at all. <laughs> Why? Is that what you want me to do? Because I can. Do... <laughs> um, I mean, it, for most of these, other than maybe Mel Gibson, but he does kind of. I don't know. He's weird. Uh, other than him, Barry Jenkins really only made this is like his first real feature, so you can't really uh, relate that to him. And Longer Again, I think this is only his second feature. Um, so it's I don't know. It's like I, I look forward to to Chazelle's career, but if he's going to be making the same thing over and over again, I'm gonna get bored of it. That's just me. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, Whiplash and La La Land are very, very different. But they're very similar at the same time. No. I don't know. I they have. I really feel like the only thing that's in common with those movies is both they both have to do with music, and that's. I don't even want to say how it affects your lives because La La Land is not really the music that's affecting their lives; it's their choice that are affecting their lives. But in La La Land, becoming, or sorry, in Whiplash, becoming a great musician like ruins his life to an extent. Well, but, that's, that's Miles Teller. He's an asshole anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, all right, let's move on to our final category, that being best picture. We have uh, nine again this year. We have Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Um, all right, so why don't we start uh, Eric, I think, unless you want to surprise us, I think we all know what everyone's going to pick. Uh, I think not. Oh. Uh, yeah, so um, I think uh, this is going to be one of the cases where they split director and picture, and I think they're going to give it to Moonlight for best picture. Um, but Oscar's so white. They have done it a couple of times now, haven't they? Recently? Yeah, it happened with... Uh, I'm, it happened with, it like, just happened uh, last year, right? Yeah, it's been happening more and more. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, uh, I think Moonlight's going to win, and that's what I would give it to as well. I think Moonlight was the best picture of the year, um, better than La La Land, um, better than Arrival, better than Hacksaw Ridge, and Manchester by the Sea. Hello High Water is really good too. I would, I would love if that movie won, but it won't. So Moonlight um, is Moonlight. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say La La Land is going to win um, simply because, uh, and and I, I did this last year too, it wasn't 100% accurate, which is the first year it hasn't been 100% accurate, but the idea was the same, where last year The Revenant was the big favorite, and it, it, did, it won for directing, but it did not win for Best Picture. Uh, Spotlight came in uh, and, and won that. But the rule of thumb is, ever since they started with the 10 nominations, started at 10, now it's up to 10. Um, the Producers Guild has the same exact voting system as, and I went over this last year too, they have the same voting system as the Academy Awards for Best Picture. Um, and the way it works is, I'll give a brief summary, we don't need to get into it, but basically you have the, 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 top, uh, the top five um, ranking uh, for votes, and then whoever is in the bottom four or five, depending on how many uh, get nominated, it's been four, so we'll say four. Um, those four votes get attributed to whoever is underneath. So, for example, uh, you get an extra vote for number two, number three, number four, and number five, depending on you know where they are seated in that 
top five. Um, and it's caused some upsets, you know. Um, so that's why a good way to predict the best picture is the Producers Guild. And I went back and I checked. The Producers Guild, um, other than last year, which picked the big short to win, obviously that didn't happen, but same idea, Revenant didn't win. Ever since they started um, doing this system, it's been accurate every single time. So, again, I'll take those numbers and I'll say La La Land because they won the Produ Producers Guild Award uh, for Best Picture. Um, now, as far as who I would give it to, and luckily I have seen all nine Best Picture nominees, um, and I would be hypocritical if I didn't pick Hell or High Water because if... If we go back to uh, our top ten show, if you look at my top ten list, uh, Hell or High Water was number four on the list, and it's, so it's the highest uh, Best Picture nominee of my entire list. So I would be hypocritical if I didn't take Hell or High Water, to be honest with you. So uh, that's my choice for who should win. Um, and real quick, I just want to say, I know that, I know, Eric, you liked Hidden Figures. Um, I think that it is not deserving to be on on the best picture nominee list um, i mean i thought it was a good movie but it's I don't good think it's it, there's like nothing a, I wrong with it a, yeah i know I, I agree i don't think it deserves to be on the list either it's it's not it's not best picture i mean i felt like i was watching a lifetime movie when when i was watching it um a, a very good lifetime movie yeah, to uh, be no, fair nothing against the with, movie with i think great it's performances and stuff there's some good performances in it i think the screenplay is is a pretty overrated but uh, you know, it's 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 solid, and but I don't feel like solid is good enough to get you into the best picture category, especially when there's other movies, maybe even certain genre movies that are not <laughs> recognized for best picture. Um, so that's all I'll say about that. And yeah, my I'm gonna say La La Land and Hell or High Water uh, should be the one that wins. Um, Dan, if I'm not mistaken, you've only seen uh, two of these. I think. Yep. Uh, that's what I was like. I was gonna say. I wish you didn't pick me to go last. Since I don't really have much to say. <laughs> but uh, I think La La Land's gonna win. Um, I still really want to see Moonlight. Uh, so I can't say whether or not I feel like that one should have won. I feel like that one might be the only other one that could win. Yeah, I, I will say um, that, I, Eric, I do think that, you, you know, uh, your theory is a sound one. Um, if there was going to be any anything else other than La La Land to win, it would be Moonlight. Um, and, you, I mean, you could even look at the Golden Globes if you wanted to for that. But I have to go with, I have to go with the math and say that La La Land will win. I mean, and I don't disagree with that that method of the PGA awards, but like when last year it didn't it didn't happen. I just you know I don't know. I think uh, I think there's a chance there's a chance that they could be wrong. I also think or they could diverge. Yeah, I also think. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember last year's field being kind of weak for Best Picture. I don't even know. Can you name any of the nominees from last year? Um, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Struggle. <laughs> so it was Spotlight, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Fury Road, The Martian, The Revenant, and Room. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a fairly weak field when you're thinking, you know, which one of these has enough, you know, uh, push behind yeah. it to win an Oscar for Best Picture. 
Well, you know, some of those are great movies. Oh, not nothing the one that and, won. And you know what? Yeah. Most of these movies on the Best Picture list are really great movies. Yeah. But, I mean, for example, like I said, Hell or High Water should win. Will it win? No. And it probably won't even get close to winning. But, you know, that doesn't mean that it's it's not a great film. It, I mean... Uh, the only one of these on the best picture nominees that I that I don't feel should be there is Hidden Figures, and I mean and that's not even a knock against them. I just don't think that they're up to the standard. That's all. It's the Oscars, you know. The Oscars, Oscars are going to be Oscars always. Yeah. Um, Dan, any other thoughts on best picture? No, not really. I mean, I just wish that they would use the the tenth spot for anything. I don't even care Deadpool. what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but Deadpool didn't even get nominated for anything else. Nothing. Either, no, it? nothing. Yeah. Suicide Squad got a nomination. Deadpool didn't get anything. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Speaking of Deadpool, I mean, as far as adapted screenplay, you could have taken Fences out of there and put Deadpool in there. That, that, that would be an easy fix to me. I, I just don't see the Oscars nominating a movie as vulgar as Deadpool. The fucking like, Writers Guild nominated uh, it. Yeah. So did the Producers Guild. It's true. And the, uh, yeah. And the you Golden know, Globes. Literally everyone I, did. I, you know, you had convinced me, Sean, that it was possible Yeah. up until it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take that. And then it was like, oh, of course it didn't happen because it's Deadpool. Yeah. And it wasn't going to get. But you know what? People, people would I mean, the could same you just imagine Fury how Road. great it would have been if it happened? Because then it would have of gotten course. referenced in everything Deadpool now from now on. It'd be like yeah. in the comic books, like I almost got an Oscar. Like, yeah. Uh, they could. They literally could have wrote it into the screenplay for the next one. Yeah. Um. All right. So those are our picks for the Oscars for this year. Um. We have uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosting the show, um, who I think will probably be doing a better job than Jimmy Fallon did for the uh, Golden Globes. Real high bar. I'm just I'm going to go <laughs> out on a limb and say that. I, <laughs> um, when can Craig Ferguson come and host one of these? Does he want to? I don't. I don't. I don't he, know, but it'd probably be great if he did. I, I, I don't know. I don't. To me, I don't think that he would want that pressure you know because it is it is strenuous hosting an oscar yeah you know we can't all be billy crystal and you know bob hope and do it every single year it's you know it's, it's some yeah. i mean jimmy kimmel said himself like he was on the bottom of the list everyone said no to hosting <laughs> it so that's the only reason why he's there at least he's honest hopefully yeah um all right well that wraps up our show uh our prediction show um so we'll see what happens uh with all the awards um or, or are we gonna wager some sort of uh forfeit for the for the loser this year what the hell what 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 could we possibly wager i don't know something embarrassing something embarrassing yeah <laughs> well i i don't know i i don't Maybe uh, we'll think of something, uh, maybe off air. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's our show. Uh, if well, I guess we'll do some plugs. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at the underscore Brack show. And also you can follow our uh, main show Twitter account, which is at blah, blah, pod one. Dan, you got anything to plug? Uh, I guess if you want to 
follow my boring Twitter that I almost never use. It's at F-A-T-A-666. That's about it. I don't really have anything else to plug at the moment. All right. And Eric. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Eric Wacker. Um, I'm great. I'm great on social media, so highly recommend it. I, I saw the other day you were throwing your hat in the ring to direct the Batman. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm WB. Gave me a call. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm ready. Uh, it's going to be great. You're ready to just do whatever they say, basically? Uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll roll over and do anything they want. I'll be their committee director, and it'll still be really good. You'll be their David Ayers. Yeah, you know, I'm okay with that, because he got that Gotham City Sirens even after screwing up Suicide Squad. Would you Would you also take Suicide Squad 2 if they, if they offered it? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'll do it all. <laughs> I'll direct all their movies. I'll just well they can put my name on it and they can make all the decisions. It'll um, be like the Russo brothers, but for DC. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm totally fine just being their their uh, director slave. He's your he's their Huckleberry. <laughs> now what if you, what if you had to uh, fight Zack Snyder for that spot? Um, I think I could beat him. I I would fight dirty, uh, groin kicks, eye gouges. Um, You're assuming there's any balls left in there. You don't. You don't know that. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta get that thumb to the eye. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go for it. I'll fish hook his ass. You know, I'll I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, fish hook his mouth or fish hook his ass? Both. Whichever one <laughs> presents itself first, I guess. <laughs> oh, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, whatever it takes. Yeah, you gotta prove that you're worthy of. And you know what? DC. DC would enjoy that because that's the kind of shit that they're into. Yeah, you know, they want their uh, their dark heroes. And what's darker than fish, <laughs> fish hooking fish ass? Hooking in ass. <laughs> See, I, I figured he would volunteer to direct The Flash before anything else just, just to get in there. Oh, yeah. I, I love The Flash. I would yeah. love the chance. WB, give me a call. I'm ready for The Flash. I'll do, do whatever you say. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up our show. Uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll see you guys later.